Okay, we are live everywhere that you consume BGST content. Welcome back to the podcast. We're doing a live recording for you guys today. And uh, if you've read the description, you know what's going on. We're doing part two of the infinite battle of man versus machine. Um, Doug is going in 100% blind. He has no idea what questions I asked, chat GPT, and our new challenger, Bard, which is the Google-backed AI this round. And uh, let's let's see what what happens. Let's get into it. Great experiences build great leaders. Great leaders build great teams. This is Building Great Sales Teams. <laughs> all right so doug wanted to introduce himself go ahead my man <laughs> why can't we just have chat gpt and bard introduce me i mean they could do everything else they're taking over if you're not with ai you're you're lost you know all that bullshit that we hear all the time anyways go ahead <laughs> <laughs> so as you can see there's an animosity that doug has with technology <laughs> It's kind of ridiculous. Oh, I, I use but, it. I use it, but I just don't think it's the end all be all. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. Copywriters love it. Marketers love it because it does half of their job for them, and that's great for them. But that these is people, true. It's people going on Facebook saying, if you're not learning chat GBT, you're going to fall behind. No, you're just going to be a little slower. <laughs> but if your shit's better, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, And also, like, all post-apocalyptic shows that i ever seen <laughs> They are definitely like, there is no internet. Like, there's a new Netflix show. It's a cartoon. It's really dumb. I don't recommend it. I don't even remember the name, but I binged it. Anyway, the world ends. Aliens come. There's no internet. So, yeah. unless they can <laughs> beat that, they're always going to lose. I got one for you, and this is incredibly realistic, okay? This could actually happen. And if, if China attacked us, this is how they would attack us, okay? And so we, we might get banned from Facebook for saying this. <laughs> if they did, though, it would be an EMP. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It would be a nuclear EMP, right? And so that would take out any form of electronics with radio waves, communication, any electronic. Your vehicles won't work. You know what I'm saying? Eventually, your water systems will shut off because those are ran by electronics. You won't have air conditioning because that's ran by electronics. You know what I'm saying? And, and for real, that's when this shit's going to hit the fan. You know what I'm saying? And if you got some chickens and some land and some guns, you're going to be all right. Shameless plug right there. <laughs> there, I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it. Um, but no, let's, let's get into it. So uh, I asked Chat and Bard about branding this go around. This is what um, I centered the whole episode around is going to be branding. I know we, we preach building your machine. So this is going to be how would chat GPT and Bard tackle branding? Are you ready? Man, I like how it puts me at a disadvantage because I'm not an expert in branding. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody thinks they're an expert in everything, but I know my lane, you know? And so 
I'm very interested to see how this will go. All right, so let's let's do let's do the the easiest question first. I feel like you you kind of have this one. I asked ChatGPT and Bard, uh, what are the top three ways to build a personal brand? Uh, Doug, go ahead and go first so we can hear your answers before we get into the uh, experts. Oh no! If 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 I gotta do this blind, then I want to hear their answers answers first. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. I'll go first. I'll put it all out there. Okay, so uh, ask me the question one more time. What are the top three ways to build a personal brand? I would say the number one way is your messaging is in your messaging and you have to be authentic. You have to have integrity. Like everything you're saying and doing, if you put a sentence in there, you should run five miles every morning at 8 a.m., your ass better be running five miles every morning at 8 a.m. You know what I'm saying? And so there, there's that piece of it. There's the, and then there's, you know, integrity and authenticity from experience, right? And so if you're putting something out there and it's how to make 10 grand in a month, you better have made 10 grand in a month, 30 months in a row. You know what I'm saying? Consistently over time. And then, you know, the last... Last piece I would say is a lot of people portray nothing but the positive stuff. And I think in order to have a deep and resonating brand, you have to be able to portray the negative stuff. And I'm not talking about like, you know, the guy that gets on there, gets on stage and says, I did drugs. I went to jail. I did all that. And look at me now. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, yesterday I had to figure out how to make payroll. You know what I'm saying? Like today I've got to figure out how to service 15 clients, you know what I mean, at once. And I have no idea how I'm going to do it, you know. But I, I am an expert in this niche, but I'm being honest about what's happening, being honest about the journey all the way through. So the number one thing I would say is be authentic. The second thing I would say is be consistent, right? Be consistent. And, and going back to the messaging, you got to be consistent in your messaging. All you've ever really heard from me on a consistent basis is Kodak, building great sales teams, and Kodak and building great sales teams. You know what I mean? I've told my story about me and my wife. You know, you, you see the personal stuff because I'm a human being. I like to post that stuff. But for the most part, what you get from me are those two things. And then I'll throw in some VA leverage. I'll throw in some podcasting because now we have a lot of experience in that. And uh, I'll throw in operations and systems because my, my uh, Kodak system and my sales programs come from an operation and systems philosophy. You know what I'm saying? And so it's a, it's a consistent message. And then you won't, you can't, can't go on my Facebook and see uh, a Monday through Friday where I haven't posted one to two times a day for the past two years straight. The podcast, you know, we've done three episodes a week for the past year consistently. Haven't missed one. Have never missed one. I just, I can't get over that stat. You know what I'm saying? It's amazing. But uh, that's like a shameless plug. Get yourself a Ryan. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Oh. Get yourself a Ryan. I'm, <laughs> I'm over here. He's over there. It's like, we're, I'm a change of that real quick. Let's just, let's just, uh, there, there we go. go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but oh, yes, man. no, super consistent with that. I'm sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. And so the first one, be authentic. The second one, be consistent. Oh, and I, I guess the third one has got to be, be different. 
you know? Like, if you're taking something you learn from someone else and then just regurgitating it, oh, man, this drives me nuts because it happens so much in masterminds. It does. It happens so much. You know, what, somebody that actually knows what they're talking about will get on stage and present a concept. You know what I'm saying? And then for the next couple of weeks, you're having conversations with everybody in the mastermind. You're, uh, you know, you are, you are chopping it up, whatever the case is, and they will regurgitate that information. You know what I'm saying? And it's like over and over again, you start hearing it again. And then all of a sudden the other leaders in that mastermind group will start doing the same thing. And it drives me nuts because it doesn't come a place from experience and execution. It comes from, from a place of uh, theory. You know what I'm saying? Because so-and-so said it works. I believe it works. So now I'm going to preach this and now I'm going to make it part of my brand. You know what I'm saying? Which... That's a very thin, that's a very thin line to dance. You know what I'm saying? So be authentic, be consistent and be original, not be different. Be original. I would say. I absolutely like those answers. I don't know if I love them, but I like them. Oh, okay. Uh, so we'll, we'll do, we'll do uh chat GPT first. He's the incumbent AI. So let's uh, knock him out. I just, I want to point something out here. That is off the cuff. I don't have a database of 5 million freaking bits of information or 5 <laughs> trillion gazillion bits of information that I'm getting that from. I got my little brain here. And that was off the cuff. And I, be authentic, be consistent, and be original. Oh, come on. I, I could write up a whole freaking speech on that now. <laughs> that, that was good. No, that was really good. I, I appreciate you. And then, you know, ChatGPT and Bard are now connected to the internet. So, like, they are just constantly getting information. They just got new information from the time I typed it out till now. So, Ooh, okay. That's deep, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to re ask the question. Okay. Um, so, number one, ChatGPT says to build your personal brand is to define your brand identity. Start by defining your personal brand identity that involves understanding your values strengths passions and unique qualities that set you apart from others be original be original yeah so they're saying that's number one you got to be original if you're not original don't even think about starting your brand which you know that's kind of rude <laughs> <laughs> shots fired, shots fired. <laughs> Shot. no. uh, number two create and share valuable content so this is another one is uh, being, I don't know, I would say it falls under authentic and consistent is how I would see that, that answer, creating and sharing valuable content. Uh, says building a personal brand requires showcasing your ex expertise and providing value to the target audience. One of the most effective ways to do this is by creating and sharing valuable content. This can include blog posts, articles, videos, podcasts, social media posts, or any other medium that shows your knowledge. Um, and the last thing is engage and network. Um, we had Brie on earlier today um, and we were, we were shooting an episode with her and she was like, I love uh, networking. And that's why she even started the podcast was because she just wanted to network with other women entrepreneurs. And so I think that's a, a huge thing is if people don't, know you if you're not putting yourself out there then you're not really building a brand you're just working in silence okay so be, engage i like that engage, one i'm definitely yes. missing that one you know what i'm saying 
So I would I give kudos to ChatGPT for that one. Bart's going to have the same answer. I know Bart's going to anyway. So, and so here's, here's the thing with Bard. Um, I, I'm still kind of debating whether or not Bard should even exist. <laughs> and uh, I blame Google for that. Um, I, I think Google jumps on things and they rarely make it better. They just make it Google, right? Like they, they have, you know, I love the Google Drive. The Google Drive is amazing, but all Google Drive is is Dropbox, but made Google. And that works because, you know, you want to, um, I was telling you about it. I put in brick in our da- in our drive and it pulled up every single image that had bricks in it without brick didn't have to be in the name. It just had a brick somewhere in the photo and it was pulling it up. So that's cool. So here's how Bard answered that question. They said, define your personal brand. That's what we said. Consistent, be consistent. It's another one that is what we said, and then be visible. So that's the last one. I guess that kind of goes with engage and network. What do you think? That's a, that's a good point. I'll give kudos to Bart for that one. Cause you can post all you want and have 20 followers and, and, you know, and I'll, and I'll give credit to Chris Morrison for this one. Um, he, I, I went into his group. He's got a group. What is that group called? I just joined it. And I, I want to plug it, you know what I'm saying? Because he's a he's a client of ours now. So I want to make sure I give him a shout out here. So he's got a group called Organic Marketing and Sales Secrets for Marketing Experts and Consultants, right? And so what he said in the group was, you know, you can have the best message in the world, but it doesn't matter if you don't have an audience. You know what I'm saying? So he was he was a proponent of adding 50 people to your group per day, you know, and, and building that audience out. And then you have someone to actually market to or add 50 people to your Facebook per day and then building that audience out. So I think that is a good point. So I think if you put together, you know, be authentic, be consistent, be original, engage. And then what was the, what did they say about audience? Have an audience Bard. I was saying be visible, be visible. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I think uh, you put those five together, you got the everything you need right there. The ultimate answer. Mm -hmm. So if you're watching this episode, just transcribe everything Doug said, what Bard and chat GPT (laughs) said. And then now you have a bestseller on Amazon. I promise you. And (laughs) that's how you build a brand. Yeah. Um, And then and then if you uh, if you want the tactical Advice, like the actual applicable advice, then you you get Drewby's book, Social Media Mastery. Book. I think it's called. Yes. Yeah. And then you crush the day before it crushes you, <laughs> and you call the leads. Call the damn leads. <laughs> call the damn leads. Yeah, you got the call plugs them. are the plugs are <laughs> off the charts right now. Now this is a goal. I'm going to be plugging people the rest of this episode. That's what we're doing. You're going to have a fun time tagging everybody in the show notes. <laughs> oh, geez. Okay. So, so next question, next question, just because, you know, this is near and dear to my heart. Um, can you give me top three reasons why a podcast helps your business? Top three reasons why a podcast helps your business. Who do you want to go first? Do you want to go first? Do you want chat bard? Who are we looking at? I'll go first. Um, the first reason is your confidence. 
First reason is your confidence, right? You're having a conversation at least once a week. Most people do podcasts once a week. And, and typically, because you, ha- you now have a platform, you're getting people that are maybe like on another level than you. Maybe they're a step up in the rung or in a lateral space, whatever the case is. But you're, you're having these conversations. You're learning as you're having them, right? So I love having sales experts on my podcast. I love having people that have built massive sales teams on my podcast. Because what happens every time? What just happened with... Uh, gosh, I can't say his last name. Jeff Geonavica. Navico, um, with Jeff, like all, you didn't say we that just, right, but yeah, I know, I know, I didn't. Like we were, but we were, we were just uh, uh, Janakovo, Jeff Janakovo. Um, I just had him on my podcast, and and he has built huge teams, done millions and millions of dollars in business, and is a consultant now. And me and him were just so freaking aligned, and every answer he had, I'm like a cheerleader over here raising the roof. You know what I'm saying? But anyways, it reinforces, you know, your systems, values, strategies, skill set, right? And then having those conversations makes you into a better public speaker. 100% it does. I would not have been able to get up on those stages and execute like I did if I hadn't already done 50 episodes of the podcast and had had my brand out in front of people all the time, right? And so I think, uh, how many, how many, What's the number one reason or what was the question again? So that's the first reason. The first benefit. Top three uh, reasons is what I said for having a podcast or why it helps your business. Okay. So the the second one is it builds authority, right? When you can have somebody that is, okay, let's just say me, for instance, right? I'm going to start a podcast tomorrow about, about brain surgery. Okay. I don't know the first thing about freaking brain surgery. Right. But I'm gonna start a podcast tomorrow about brain surgery. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to get on Google and I'm going to ask how to conduct brain surgery. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And then I'm going to do a little research and I'm going to find like a little niche area. And I'm going to, I'm going to research a little niche area. And my first episode of my podcast is going to be like that little niche area about brain surgery, about connecting to neurons and, and firing. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? And I literally no experience, no nothing. Right. And then I'm going to focus on the area again. I'm going to, you know, put out 20 more episodes and talk about nothing but that. Right. And so if you put me up against an actual brain surgeon with a degree and 20 years experience, but has no, you know, papers written, no um, branding, no anything authority. And you see, Oh, well, Doug Mitchell, is claiming to be a brain surgeon and he's got a podcast that has 20 episodes deep on brain surgery. When I listen to him, he sounds like he knows what he's talking about. I might pull that crap off. Now I only say all that to illustrate a point. Authority is powerful and having your own podcast around a certain subject makes you the authority on that subject, whether you're qualified or not. And I'm not saying that's a good thing. I'm saying it's a reality. Okay. So what you call your podcast is important because that is going to build your authority around that subject line. You know what I'm saying? That sounds like um, what we had going on in 2020, all these random experts 
on respiratory diseases that popped up. It was just a, <laughs> just a bunch of people who started podcasts. They got a blue check mark on Twitter and they were like running policy for a good two years. Yeah. So another hey, thing. You, run the actually know what you're talking about and run the podcast and you're golden. You're golden. You're golden. So uh first one was uh confidence. Yeah, first one was it builds your confidence. Second one was it builds your authority. And then third one, it builds lead generation. It does, straight up. Um, you know what? No, scratch that. It builds value. It builds value, which then in turn builds lead gen. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to say build your confidence, builds authority, and it builds value. And so you're putting, you know, we've got 170 something episodes out in the marketplace on a myriad of th different things around building great sales teams. And if somebody wanted to, somebody wanted to just start from scratch and build a sales team, they could with the podcast alone. There's huge, massive value in that. You know, the uh, reels and clips that we put on out on social media, all they have to do is spark an idea in someone else or spark a, a lack of execution in something somebody is doing. And then they go and fix that and it can make them thousands, hundreds of thousands, maybe even millions. Right. And so value is incredibly important and reciprocity is real. You know what I mean? And so when somebody perceives value from something that you're doing, they want to return the favor, whether it's putting you on sharing your podcast. And it may not necessarily be that the, the lead or the dollar is going to come from that person. It may be that it's going to come from the person that they shared and saw your episode. So build confidence, it builds confidence, it builds authority, and it builds value. That is amazing. I love that. Confidence is key whenever you're conducting business. If you don't seem confident, I'm not willing to work with you. Um, the authority is also super important. I would rather go to someone who knows what they're talking about versus someone who doesn't or doesn't seem like they know what they're talking about. Um, and then you said the last thing was the adding of the value. Let's uh, jump over to Bard first, right? So Bard says it builds authority and credibility as the number one reason why your business should have a podcast. Um, when you share your knowledge and expertise on a podcast, your position, or you position yourself as an authority in your field, um, and this can attract new customers and clients. Uh, next was reach a new audience. I think that's huge, especially uh, kind of what we do with this podcast. Um, I joined a couple of podcasting groups, which is like, my goodness, I'm, I'm becoming like my, my friend Dallin. He, uh, the only reason why I got into podcasting was because he was like, hey, Ryan, you're jobless. I got nothing to do. Let's start a podcast. And I did not know what podcasts were, but... <clears throat> Ever since then, I've become a podcast nerd, and it's all his fault. Um, <laughs> it's really sad. Um, but you do reach a new audience. With our podcast, we are reaching out to people who um, are diversity and inclusion experts. Uh, we had someone who was who I had reached out to who's gotten back to me who claims to have been a hostage for five years. Um, just a bunch of stuff that opens up your audience to new new people all over the place. Yeah, like the, the tech space and the B2B space, the softwares mm -hmm. that go along with that. I mean, we've just we've met a myriad of amazing people. 
and we've used some of their products and they actually work really well. Um, StreamYard, we're using StreamYard because Doug was a guest on a podcast and they had StreamYard. Um, and then lastly, it says to engage with your audience. So this is, uh, so politics aside, one thing that um, 45 did that uh, changed the landscape um, was being extremely active on Twitter, right? Once you can, once you can reach your audience where they're at, it changes the game for you, I think. And I think uh, so. Engaging with your audience, I think that's a really, really uh, important aspect of having that podcast. That's Bard. So Google, I feel like is a, it's a good answer. Google. So, now, for us, I guess simple folk. 45 is that trump that is trump i okay. was trying to i was trying to stay out of the politics you know he he just got indicted for um or he was he was found liber uh civil civilly liable to you know his stuff current events go look it up and cnn fox and I nbc i don't read oh, it's, <laughs> that's a whole nother episode i got uh, you for that <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Trump was accused of stuff. They said he did it. What's new, right? Uh, so that was Bard. Let's jump over to ChatGPT. ChatGPT says, increase visibility on your brand awareness, uh, building trust and credibility, and then relationship building and audience engagement. So I think uh, the, the top one has been the engagement and the authority. Like across the board, all three of you guys were like, yes, that's that is the main thing you need your podcast for is your authority and your engagement. So obviously I'm biased. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like the first answer, I, I don't know. I want to score these, but I don't know how, you know what I'm saying? Like, and we don't have enough live viewers right now to be able to do that. You know what I mean? So it's like, maybe, maybe we need to uh, do it on the, we'll YouTube make a channel. poll. We'll make yeah, a poll. And the YouTube and in our um, Brickyard group. Mm -hmm. We'll oh, do a poll. Oh, shameless plug. Shameless, shameless plug. plug. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do a poll. I forgot in our... to plug everybody. I, I could have plugged all throughout that. Oh, yeah. Uh, so when the reason that I even know the benefits of a podcast is because of Ryan Stuman and Apex and a little program called Building Your Machine. And so I executed on that program and now I have a podcast. <laughs> and it was it was started by sebastian rusk uh-huh so sebastian rusk helped us yeah uh, sebastian launch. rusk was my consultant helped me launch the podcast and podcast uh, i'll lab. see him next week at million dollar mastermind there you if go you haven't gotten your tickets get your tickets so you can hang out with me maybe even hang out my podcast trailer that was built by patrick Patrick Bolanos. Yeah. <laughs> that was built by Patrick Bolanos, which there you go. nobody else has a podcast trailer like I do. And we're just now starting a business doing that, doing local interviews. Local interviews. Uh, rinsing out the podcast trailer. But we did local interviews with people like Kai and Bree Logue. <laughs> I could do this all day. Yeah, this I could do this all day. Oh man, I need somebody to keep a tally of names that he just said so I can just put them all. You know, you can you can rap, text. but I can plug. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <sighs> oh, 
<laughs> You're the only two people having fun right now. <laughs> this it's is what happens when... on a Wednesday. It's been a long, it's been a long week, man. It's been a long week. Um, but yes, authority, confidence, value, engagement, all those trust, credibility, all those things super important whenever uh, you want to run your business properly and podcasts help with all of those things. Um, we were already having fun, but I threw another fun one in there. It's a nice little debate for us to have in future episodes with your friends and all that good stuff. What are the top three states in the United States of America that have the best barbecue? That's easy. Texas. Texas. And Texas. <laughs> it's not even close. Okay? Like, it's not even... I'm sorry. I've had Georgia barbecue. I've had you know, barbecue from New Orleans, Louis, uh, I'm sorry, Louisiana. I've had, you know, I, you don't even need to go to the west side of the freaking country. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just kind of stay central and then go <laughs> east a little bit and then stop when you start reaching the beach because it gets bad over there. They start putting seafood in it and stuff and it, it doesn't work out. But there is an art form. Like, like what is the point? Any, anybody outside of Texas smokes meat, Right. And then what do they do after they're done smoking it and before they serve it? Smother it in sauce. Smother it in sauce. What's the point? Just just throw it in a crock pot and then throw the sauce on top afterwards. That's that's how I feel about your barbecue. You that's are so passionate. You are so passionate. If you had to give a fourth and a fifth place since the first three <laughs> were Texas, if you had to give a fourth and a fifth place, what would you what would you give them? All right. I gotta say, uh who who has the whole pig? North Carolina or South Carolina? I don't I don't I'm from North Carolina. I am from Georgia, sir. My oh. parents are my dad is from North Carolina. And he don't do barbecue like that. He don't do pig, so he don't do swine. Mm-hmm. And of course they're giving me other countries, not states, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say South Carolina. I'm pretty sure that they they have the whole okay. pig market tapped. Like I won't go up against them on a whole pig, but I will go up against them on a rack of ribs. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, so I would say South Carolina number two, and then maybe yeah Louisiana number three because they got that Cajun, got that Cajun mix to it. You know what I mean? Okay. Which I appreciate. <laughs> but Florida, don't even don't even. What a joke of a barbecue state. All right, so. <laughs> That was fun. So you want you want to hear the answers? You ready for this? Sure. Chat GTP, GPT number one, Texas. Number two, Kansas City, Missouri. Yeah. Sauce. <laughs> and number three is North Carolina. Okay, so it is it's North Carolina for the whole pig. So I changed my yeah. answer to North Carolina. Okay, <laughs> that's so, got to be it. So number three was North Carolina. That's ChatGPT, yeah. right? Um, you know, it, it says it says the whole state of Texas. Missouri is just Kansas City. Yeah. Uh, and then North Carolina is the whole state of North Carolina. We jump mm-hmm. over to Bard. And uh, Google says number one is Texas. Number two is Tennessee. Number three is North Carolina. Tennessee? 
Yeah, it says it's best known for its pork ribs and no. uh, the barbecue <laughs> sauces. That's that is. No, I'm just reading what. Don't you, you know what? Message. And the only reason Casey even gets in there is because of the freaking sauce. You know, like I mean the the on the shelf sugar and freaking tomato sauce that they have up there, which is terrible. Um, but that's that's the only reason people think good barbecue comes from there is because of the branding. They got good branding. They probably have a podcast about Kansas City. They have a too. podcast about sauces. You know who should start a, a podcast about sauces? Adam. No, oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I have I have a name. It's not. It's, it's like on the tip of my tongue. I'm gonna find it real quick. I can't believe I can't remember his last name in this moment. My brain's not working. But Adam, um, Wild Man Barbecue. Wild Man Firewood. Yeah. Firewood. Sorry, Firewood. Yes. There we go. He needs he needs a podcast. Oh, that's right. The plug. The plug. On on barbecue <laughs> sauce. And yeah, then he and he might also... be able to change the branding of the world. Yeah. <laughs> he also has Prime Barbecue, which is a monthly subscription box for barbecue lovers. 100%. And he worked He worked with uh, Greg Michaelman originally on that, who has a um, commercial electricity company out of new york <laughs> i'm trying here i can't remember exactly what greg does but i know it's in a uh a blue collar labor field for sure and you know from new york alexander hamilton he's on the ten dollar bill i think i don't remember i don't carry cash what hamilton it- he's he's from new york Am I missing the? Is this a plug? What is happening here? <laughs> you you took it to New York, so I had to bring oh, something about okay. New York. <laughs> well, Jay Z would have made more sense at that point. <laughs> uh, but yes, wasn't Texas... everybody from New York back in the day, or Philadelphia at least? <laughs> is that no, how that worked? No, majority were from Virginia. That's why the capital is in the DMV area. Oh man, I'm bad. It's a history lesson for all. My kids know more history than I do right now. <laughs> as soon as I realized I didn't need I didn't need the history, I forgot it. You know. Jeff, Jeff would be pissed. Because yeah. History anyway. is the most important. Um, but yes, so as you all can see, we've started the open debate. Any guest who comes on here from here on out, plug your favorite barbecue. Uh, <laughs> the world, the internet says that it is Texas. So you got to change the internet, but I don't think you can. Texas for the win. It's it's um, not even close. Texas like is the, the promised distance. land. Yes. You know, I, I go up to Chicago every year for the uh, Chicago Bub City, Bub City Music Festival, something like that. Um, I can't remember what it's called, but not only are like 50% plus of the joints that go up there, that travel up there and get boosts and everything and, and win the competition – are um, from Texas, but it's all Texas country. You know what I mean? It's all Texas country acts. You know what I'm saying? And now it's gotten so big that the Texas country is drawing more than the dang food. You know, it used to be like Myron Mixon and all the barbecue personalities would show up there, but now it's the Texas country acts that are pulling everybody. Texas is taking over the world. Um, Get with it or get lost. Yeah. This is how I feel about it. Come on through, but just don't come to the cities. Like, like start settling in the, the freaking outskirts. You know what I mean? And and get ready for the EMP. All right, get some acreage. 
We're going sideways, man. You gave me a mic with no plan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm getting banned from Facebook today. We're getting, hey, if you get canceled, I, oh, no, I'm immune to canceling, apparently. I'm, oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay, we got to stop. We got to stop, right? Move on to the next one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is the last question I asked. Um, what three ways are businesses utilizing utilizing AI? So go ahead, Doug. What what three ways are we utilizing AI? Um, I would say the the number one way that I see, and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a caveat in here. This is small business. I mainly deal in small business, not like Fortune 500s stuff like that. Um, but I, but I would say, uh, man, this is tough because I'm I'm kind of sheltered. You know what I mean? Uh, with home services, small businesses, you know. Um, but like, if I were to step outside of that, then I would say data, a hundred percent. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, Jeff was talking about it this morning, and I'm plugging Jeff a lot. But we just had such a great conversation, and Jeff was talking about like you can't win against Amazon. You know what I'm saying? They have too much data. They know when you're going to buy something before you buy it, and they start advertising it to you. And then they remind you and they put it in your cart preemptively, you know what I'm saying? Like, or that you're on a subscription, whatever the case is, but they have all your data points. They know if you've had this many AC filter changes for the same AC that you're due for service again. So now they can, you know, send the Amazon approved technician. It's just insane. Right. And so I would say mining data, right. Is, is the number one that's stepping outside of my circles. Right. Back into my circles, I would say number two is marketing, right? And so, so much of these answers, the, the, the reason that I feel like, like if we put it up to a vote in terms of who is winning these answers, I, I would feel like I would win. I'm incredibly biased and I understand that. Just throwing that out there. But it's because my voice comes through in the answers versus if you go and Google something right now, you know, how do I use AI? You're going to get a very standard, like, it's not going to be an article. It's going to be a very, like, SEO-friendly answer. And, and that's what happens with the internet. Everybody wants to be SEO-friendly. And so they're not going to put opinions. They're not going to speak to things that don't have massive audience or uh, massive appeal, you know, or universal answers. Because a lot of the answers it's giving on everything or the way that it writes is very universal very voice of the world, you know what I'm saying? Or I should say PC voice of the world, right? And so, um, but that works in marketing because marketing is about presence and being in front of people. And, and if you're going to constantly be in front of people, you got to come with the volume. And if you're going to come with the volume, you either have to be a writing machine or you use ChatGPT and say, come up with a, you know, 16 touch point, a CRM campaign with mix it with text and email and everything. And then boom, you're done in 30 seconds. What used to take you hours, you know what I'm saying? And the sheer volume will get you results. Now that's not saying that some of the better copywriters out there can't come in and do the same thing in three or four hours, or maybe even, you know, five or six hours, whatever the case is and get you better results. They're just going to cost 10 times as much, you know, free is hard to beat. So, um, the, the first thing is uh, 
data mining, right, in order to uh, predict behavior. And then the second one is marketing. And then the third, AI. Man, I'm just not qualified for this answer. I'm really not. But um, the third, man, I guess uh, customer service. You know, I've probably used three different types of chatbots this week. You know, one was with my mortgage company. One was with uh, Google, uh, you know, in the workspace, workplace, workspace. And then another one was with my church, you know. And so uh, the AI conversation I had was probably about four or five messages back and forth. And then they got me where I needed to go or they gave me the article. And so in two of them, a human wasn't even involved. They got me the link or the article I needed. And then the third one, they routed me to the right person. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like customer service, they've been doing that for a while. And now it's just going to be even better with ChatGPT because it's going to be more of a conversational tone versus the standard prompts. I'm curious as to how you uh, you use AI for a church. Like, how did um, that work? So I was I was changing my tithing amounts and mm. it kept it kept going back to the original amount that I had in there. And, um, you know, and it, I guess it wasn't my church. It was the tithing software that popped up and was like, Hey, do you have an issue here? And they sent me a link and it fixed it. That is, that is, I don't think you understand how interesting that kind of stuff is to me. Like there's a, there's a tithing system. I didn't even know that, mm -hmm. which is like, that it's is wild. Secure give. That's what it's called. Secure give. Secure I don't know why I remember. Yeah, secure give. <laughs> that is wild. You don't understand. Does I'm, I'm your church still text. collect cash? Yeah, we do. What? Um Yes, yes. So well, you don't. This is this is Cowboy Fellowship in Jordanton, Texas. So this is not like a super oh. tech savvy church. Listen, listen. Yeah. If, if you if you understood if you understood how not tech savvy. Like our pastor's notes are still on paper. Like, hey, if it works, you know what I'm saying? Like, no, he commands listen, rooms. Listen, listen, I'm not, I'm not stabbing it. I'm just saying I've never heard of that. Yeah, and that's interesting. So now I gotta, I'm gonna tag go. you this now. Oh, no, tag me. Cause now, now I gotta, I'm, as soon as we get off of this, I'm texting my people, be like, hey, have y'all heard of this? Cause like, we gotta look into this. Cause, Okay, so like how I break down my tithes and this, you know, it's 10%, right? And then you have your mm -hmm. offering, all that good stuff. Yeah. You can't take out coins out of an ATM. So now I'm like always rounding up and I'm like, nah, I'm trying to give like an exact amount so I can like keep my stuff situated. Because if I like, I'll just, you know, I'll write whatever I write on our little envelope. But mm -hmm. like if I could just pull it straight out and be like, yeah, every every week, this is what I'm going to be hitting. Get out of here. Yeah, and then I get a give. I get an email two days before it draws it, making sure, you know, just to make sure. Hey, do you still want to do this amount? Because it shit happens, you know what I'm saying. And so, you know, obviously for us, for me and you, that's our first expense. But um, just depending on how people tie, you know what I'm saying. And yeah. Business owners, it gets a little crazy because all of a sudden you realize, hey, I didn't pay myself for a month, but I was still tithing the whole time, you know. So it's like, how do I figure this out? So. That is interesting. That wow, wow, wow. That's mm. 
<laughs> just you just opened my mind to a lot of stuff. Anyway, anyway, gosh, man, that just blew my left mind. Oh, okay, so getting back to the task at hand, um, <laughs> Chat GPT said number one that businesses the way that businesses are using AI is data analysis and insights. Data analysis and insights. If you you can't if you can't see me right now, I'm throwing my hands up. Like I feel like I'm a genius right now. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. It's almost like they were playing his song and the butterflies flew away. He started nodding his head like yeah, moving his hips like yeah. <laughs> what the? Is that Shakira? What is that? <laughs> <laughs> it's Miley. It's party of the Miley USA. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Oh, I'm dead. <laughs> Are you kidding? The way they said that just now, I was just like, "Oh, he's got to be quoting somebody important." No, it turns out you weren't. <laughs> Miley is the most important voice of our generation. Okay, <laughs> that's just mean. Data analysis and insight was number one. Okay. Number two was personalization and customer experience. So that was your number three. Um, and then automation and process optimization. Okay. Which it's like using the, the term in the, in the definition. AI yeah. helps with AI. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, um, I'm, I'm, I mean, that's incredible. Like that, that two out of three were like exactly the same. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I guess all the answers have been kind of that way. Mm-hmm. With mine, two uh, we we've we've resonated with two out of three on on uh, the top three. So I think you're starting to think like Chat GPT or and Chat GPT starting to think like me. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe and you know it, it could be that since we like run majority of your stuff through I or at least I run majority of your stuff through Chat GPT, mm-hmm. it might just be learning. Hey, from this IP address. Everything is going to sound oh, like this. That would be that's interesting. interesting. That is that. interesting. I don't. I don't know if that's how AI works. But if I were to create an AI system, which I'm not going to do, I already looked it up. It's way too difficult. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know that before looking it up. You had to look I, it up first. I had oh, to look this it up. It's not an easy bake oven type situation. <laughs> it, is, it is. It is honestly not. So okay. So like. Just a little background, like I, I've been, y'all have seen my face on this podcast for a long time. You've heard my voice. Um, one thing that I've learned from working with Doug for the past years now is that Doug has these ideas, right? He's like, hey, just get it done. And usually those ideas fall on me since I've been here. So it was like, hey, get a get a course started. And I started looking up different ways to build a course and i was like oh i could build a course i built out a course hey we need an app so i was like okay let's let's look at how to make an app so i made an app if doug were tomorrow to be like hey ryan we need an ai i'd be like nah man no we don't <laughs> we do, we that'd do be the first time it. you ever told me no <laughs> <laughs> we don't need it we do not need it or we we will shell out that one hundred and fifty thousand dollars to get it made because that is <laughs> It is no joke. I was looking at it. I was like, that is, that is ridiculous. Um, it is wild. If it was easy, everybody would be doing it. If it was moderately not difficult, 
I would be doing it, but it is difficult. <laughs> it, is, it, it is scary. I'm not gonna lie, it's scary. Um, so uh yeah, so I think I think with chat GPT, you guys are it I, I it is becoming I think more more user friendly than than it was in the beginning. I think in the beginning it was a lot of these are the answers that the internet will tell you. Mm-hmm. And I think now as it's been used by so many people and I'm sure it's storing its own database as well as whatever it's pulling in from the internet, I think um, it's going to start having more of a human voice, which is kind of scary, but um, I'm liking the direction it's going because you jump over to Bard, um, which is also here. This is Google's new one. It started with the internet. It says customer service, chatbots, virtual assistants, marketing, and then mm-hmm. operations. So it is kind of the same thing, but yeah. it doesn't give you it doesn't give you like the human element of it. It's very rigid on what it is saying. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm digging chat GPT. I'm not changing over to Bard anytime soon as far as my personal AI needs. Yeah, chat GPT, um, you know, and, and we were joking in the beginning, like um I I got a bone to pick or whatever, but no. Um I put, I try and put, you can tell the social media posts I put through it in terms of grammar and spelling and the ones that I don't, you know what I'm saying? And the, the way my brain works is not the way a sentence is composed. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I've never, I've never taken the time to actually learn proper grammar and sentence composition. And most people haven't, you know what I'm saying? And um, so but I do, I, I see the value in that whenever I put it into that engine and then it spits out a, a very, how do I say this? It's a lot easier to, to understand what I am trying to say. You know what I'm saying? Because the way my brain works, like I'm three sentences ahead by the time I write my first sentence, you know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's, a, it's hard to follow my writing sometimes, you know? And so I put it through that engine and it, and it makes it more, uh, there's another word for understanding things. It just it, it makes it more palatable. Is the only way I can think. You know, yeah. it's, it's it's easier on the eyes to read. And and that being said, I think our answers are so similar because we do. Like if I had an expert answer for ways that companies use AI, but nobody knows about it, and uh, nobody can really understand it. which ChatGPT probably does, um, they're not going to use that answer because it's not appealing to the masses. So they're using answers that are appealing to the masses, you know? And so am I. I did the same thing with my answers, you know? And so I think because it is speaking to the masses that it's going to be kind of freaky how it, it resonates with a lot of your same answers, you know? So... I think that's what we've seen over the last few episodes. Like, yep, I I'm, dig I'm, it. I'm, I'm very curious how other people answer those questions in the same situation I'm in. The you know the test data has to be the same, right? They haven't heard them before. They answer them on the fly. You know, I think I'm a good debater, so I'm like, I feel like I I got some skill in terms of being able to turn around those answers without any research, without any you know. Mm-hmm. But I would I I want to hear other people do this too, for sure. <laughs> I mean, we could start hosting that kind of thing, mm-hmm. which I think would be super fun. I don't think uh, I don't think the world would be ready for it, though. 
um, because can you imagine somebody else being on a podcast with us and trying to keep a straight face? It'd be terrible. They wouldn't know what to do with themselves. <laughs> it would be horrendous. Um, but yeah, I, I agree 100%. I think that as it grows, as it gets more and more um, connected with the average layman and more and more people are using it, it is going to start appealing. Um, like I said, it's going to be a little scary, but it is going to be like you're just talking to another human across the screen from you. And um, uh, for better or for worse, it's here. Um, if you had to choose based off of today's questions and answers, who, which AI source would you most likely be using? ChatGPT. It's not even close. Yeah, Google I, doesn't have the finesse that ChatGPT has yet. There it is. That's a good word is the finesse. It, it doesn't. Google, like I said in the beginning, I, I love Google sometimes, but it's it's just like when Google did Google or Google Plus. You remember Google Plus? That was their foray yeah, into like social media. And it was the worst. <laughs> Google Plus was the absolute worst. And so all they did was buy YouTube and it was like, hey, this is going to be our social media platform. We'll do everything that all the other social medias are doing and just throw it on YouTube. And that was what it, that's what Google is best at. So I'm kind of curious to see how long Bard lasts and um, if there's actually going to be a, a battle between ChatGPT and Bard in the future. Um, but yeah, that's that's that is the episode, guys. We've we've had fun today. Um, we've plugged a lot of people today. Uh, if we didn't plug you, just plug yourself in the comments, and we will shout you out. Um, as always, good morning, noon, and night. Have a wonderful time, and can I say it this time? Go for it. Let's get building. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Building Great Sales Teams podcast. We really do appreciate it. As you know, we believe that great leaders build great teams. How do you become a great leader? You learn from the greats. Join us at the Million Dollar Mastermind put on by Ryan Stuman in Frisco, Texas, and learn everything that you need to learn to be that great leader. The link will be in the description below. As always, we ask that you like, share, and subscribe wherever you consume podcasts so you can stay up to date with the Building Great Sales Teams podcast. Let's get building.